Hey church, what a month. You know, our plans as the Cook family were to be in Saskatoon, particularly Imani and I. We were supposed to be there at the beginning of this month, but uh, as you can probably guess, I'm not there yet. I'm actually being videoed in my old church in Newcastle, still waiting for the visa. And uh, so, but we're still, we're praying that God's gonna move and give us favor in that area. And, uh, you know, I, I guess one of the things is that we just gotta trust God for his timing. I have a, I have a journal that I keep uh, each day. And one of the things that I continually have to put on there, just trusting God's timing. He knows what he's doing. I, I just wish though, that he'd take, have a bit more consideration for my timing. I think, you know, that's probably what he needs to think about. But Dee and I have loved uh, getting to know many of you guys. And I've particularly loved hearing from Paul and Jessica and Austin last week as well in this series that we're doing from the heart. And I'm continuing that series this week. I'm actually gonna finish it off next week. Uh, we're actually gonna be starting our vision month and are gonna un unpack our vision for the year. We're not, we're not going into a different mission. Uh, we're just, I guess, looking at how we, how we outwork that mission, maybe in a slightly different way. And uh, so I'll talk a bit more about that later on as well. But, you know, as I said, we've, we've loved hearing from, uh, from the guys in, in Saskatoon at Circle. And I've got to say, we are incredibly blessed with some great speakers already. And I'm excited to continue hearing maybe even more of those as well. And so for the second time, I am really thankful to say, are you ready to come around the Word of God, Circle? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that even though it seems like we're worlds apart, we are 4,000 miles apart. God, you are still here joining us together. And we thank you for that. God, I pray that you'd open our hearts. I pray that you'd open our minds to what you want to say to us as a church, but also to us as individuals as well. I pray that God, that even as I'm, I'm videoing this, that you'll give me clarity of mind to know that I'm not just speaking to a camera, but I'm actually speaking to the church. And uh, God, I pray maybe for those that are watching, whether, whether you're watching on Sunday or maybe sometime after this, and you don't know Jesus, Lord, I pray that their hearts will be, will be strangely warmed towards you, that their minds will turn towards you. I pray for those of us that have been on the road sometime. God, I pray that, uh, that we in some way will just learn to know you and love you a bit more from what we have, have to say and learn today. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen. You know, I love iTunes. There are probably most of you, or many of you within the church and uh, that have, have no concept of what it was like to carry 20 songs around. You'd have to have a tape and you'd put it in your, your Walkman. Uh, and then, you know, to save batteries, you'd stick a pencil in the tape, the cassette tape, and you'd fling it around like this. You see, most of you are going, what on earth is he talking about? Ask your mum and dad, they'll be able to tell you. And, and you know, so you'd have a, a cassette and then we moved on to CDs and you've got a bit, few more songs, but now we have iTunes and you've literally got the whole world of music just in your phone. You can access almost any song you want. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite things on, on iTunes is this thing called Genius. And they made a big deal of it and they don't make a big deal of it so much now, but you can actually still access the Genius. And what it does is you put a song up, you press the Genius button, 
and it literally throws a whole playlist out for you on this particular theme of this one song that you put up there. A while back I, uh, and this really is showing my age more than even cassette tapes, I picked Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. Yeah, don't judge me, I know. It is a great tune. And, and it came back with a list of 25 songs that, that sort of fit around this theme of Paradise City. Let me read some of them to you. Won't Back Down by Fuel. Star Spangled Banner by U2. Hotel California by The Eagles. Since You've Been Gone by Rainbow. Now, some of them may seem like they don't actually fit together, but they do because there's something about those songs and many more that actually fit together within a theme. You see, I, I wouldn't have placed Local Hero by Dire Straits, who are one of my favorite bands, incredible musicians, and from, uh, from this area, or some of them are. I wouldn't have placed Local Hero alongside Paradise City by Guns N' Roses, but actually when you begin to play them within the theme of the songs, they fit together. And sometimes maybe songs don't sit well next to the one before it or after it, but when you look at the theme across a few songs, they fit. They're all different, but they fit. Reminds me a bit of church, actually. You know, when you look around our congregation at Circle, there's so many different varieties of people, backgrounds and ethnicities, but we all seem to fit together. You know, I believe we have a theme that comes from our heart and from our lives. Have you noticed that for some people, when you walk away, you feel a certain way when you actually walk away from them. Why? Because there's a theme to their heart. I saw a sign in my friend's office once and it says this, everyone blesses this office, some by arriving, some by leaving. Have you ever met Christians who, when you get to know them, you actually wonder if they really are? You wonder if, you know, if the description of that person is a Christian, you wonder, does that fit with what a Christian really is? Because you wonder which Jesus they're actually following. The legalist Jesus, the Jesus that has a lack of grace or is critical, bitter and has no joy. Where there are other people that you walk away from and you feel, you just feel a bit happier. You feel maybe that when you've needed, you've been shown grace. You've been built up or you've been encouraged or refreshed. And, you know, some of you, I guess because of my social media um, feeds and my wife's social media feeds, you, you may have heard that we lost a very dear friend here in Newcastle called Quaid. And the reality is when you, when you spend time with Quaid, you walked away and you, you seem to walk a bit taller. Here's a guy in a wheelchair that just physically you look down on, but when you walked away, he made you feel taller in yourself. You see, people like that, and many of us have a theme of our heart. And I want to ask you the question, what's the theme of your heart? This series is called From the Heart, and we've been looking at what the Bible says about our hearts. The verse that I want to point us towards is Psalm 45, verse 1, and it's a simple one. And many of you will have read this over and over again. And some of you in the old days may have even sung the song that goes, that came from this psalm. And it says this, my heart overflows with a pleasing or a godly, goodly theme. I will address my verses to the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready 
scribe. You see this? This psalm is written to a king and about a king. And the psalmist was actually addressing something to the king. It's a love song that's, that comes from the overflow of the writer's heart, the theme of the writer's heart. A few years ago, Dee and I had the privilege of going to Iceland and we did the normal tourist thing and we went around and we, we saw lots of things. But one of the most impressive, one of the most mind-blowing things was what they call the Great Giza. And Giza actually is an is a old, old Norse word which means to gush. And so every, every 10 minutes or so, this geezer, and you'd see it sort of bubble up and then it would drop and then it would bubble up again. And it, was, it wasn't bubbling out. It was just seemed like this one big bubble and then it would drop and suddenly it would explode 100 foot in the air. Dee and I actually had the privilege of seeing that happen within about 30 seconds and that doesn't happen very often. But this, this thing gushed it exploded and the psalmist here is saying there is something that in my heart explodes that gushes forth with a good theme so it's to overflow to bubble up or to boil and and there is a theme about our heart that actually should overflow as well i want to ask us is our heart full of the love of god does does that love burst its banks you see, a theme is more than a one-off moment because I can guarantee, and I, I would do the same actually, I, I can guarantee that every one of you are now probably remembering that moment where maybe anger gushed forth or maybe criticism or maybe that moment on Facebook where you, you wrote something and you pressed send and then immediately it's like, oh, why did I do that? Because you know it wasn't the theme of your heart, it was a one-off moment. I'm not talking about those. I'm not talking about those, those anomalies that don't actually fit the theme of your heart. I'm talking about the general theme. What comes out on a day-to-day? -day? What theme do people hear from our heart? Because the reality is it will flow, it will gush, it will overflow into our relationships around us. See, because what happens is What's in our heart, the theme of our heart, will always bubble out of our mouth. My, my tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So the psalmist here is saying, the theme of my heart is going to come out of my mouth. And Jesus, let me read this to you. And this, I remember Jessica a couple of weeks ago talking about this very verse. Luke 6, 45. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for out of the overflow, the gushing forward of his heart, his mouth speaks. So Jesus is, is, is saying essentially the same thing as the psalmist is saying, and many of the people maybe that were hearing that were actually reminded, oh yeah, I remember that from one of, one of those songs that we used to sing. Jesus later on was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he replies in, in Mark 12, he says, he replies with a commandment that comes from the old Torah. And literally every young Jewish boy would have learned this at an early age and would have recited it over and over again. And he said, the most, Mark, let me read Mark 12, 29. The most important one answered Jesus is this. Hear, O Israel. This is what they call the Shammah. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. But he goes on and he says this as well. He says the second is like it. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment greater than these. How incredible is that? that and I was just reading this last night, and it's the first time I've ever seen this. And it says there is no greater commandment, singular, greater than these, plural. So Jesus ties these two statements together into one commandment. He's saying, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as well. Incredible that. With all your heart. Not, you see, when we think about love in the 20th, 21st century, I was a century behind there. You see, it's not just the emotion of love. That's what we associate with heart. But it's not the emotion of love, but it's the devotion of love the decisions of love, the actions of love. That's what, the, that's what Jesus was saying here. Don't just, don't just get emotional during worship when you, your hands are in the air in church and the, the, you know, the, music, the music swells and it brings you up. Yes, that's great. And that should be an overflow of our heart, but actually it should be the actions of love. Remember, Austin talked about this last week about having a soft heart and hard feet because we go to people to love with all your heart. And the theme of Jesus' heart gushed over with love. You see, he, he spoke words of love to the woman caught in adultery, didn't he? He showed the actions of love when he healed the sick and he fed the hungry. But here, I want you to take notice of this. His heart bubbled over on the cross when he looked at those that had actually put him on the cross, and some of them were the ones that, that deserted him, he could possibly see his disciples out there. With his arms stretched out, the theme of his heart gushed over. It didn't just trickle over. It gushed over when he said, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing. You see, our theme is not dictated by our circumstances. And we may be feeling and facing sadness or difficulties right at this moment, or maybe as we head into 2021. You know, we know that there may be things coming up this year that we have to face, whether it's mental health issues or financial issues or relationship issues, maybe physical health issues. But the theme, the overflow of our heart should always remain the same doesn't mean to say that we you know we're yay everything's awesome no 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 because everything isn't always awesome but the theme of our heart should remain the same the last year has been tough for many people we faced some of us have faced inconveniences my life isn't in hardship at the moment it is an inconvenience I wish I was there with you I wish I could walk down the corridor to have chats with the staff and build relationships with many of you. But that's an inconvenience. But I know some of you are facing hardships. Our Quaid's family are facing the hardship of the loss of their son and his friends. The guy standing behind the camera is one of his closest friends. He's facing hardship and grief at the moment. And I know we face that, but the theme of our heart is not dictated to by our grief. It's not dictated to by our financial situation. It's not dictated to by our relationships or lack of authentic, tactile relationships in front of us. You see, 
the theme of our heart should remain the same. Where do we address our words and our praise? Because the psalm writer here says, I will address. I will direct my praise and my worship towards the king. Does our heart bubble over, gush forward with praise and worship to our king? Yes, there are times when we lament. They reckon about a third of the psalms are the psalmist crying out going, Oh God! Yeah, there are times of lament and there are times where we just cry out to God, but the theme is still directing our praise. I love where David lists a whole load of things, yet he's, and he says, yet still I will praise my God. You see, our heart shouldn't just bubble over and gush on a Sunday when we sing together, but it should gush and bubble over on a Monday when we're faced with the trials of family life, of work life, of student life. And if there is a love for God, and that's the theme of our heart, then our mouth will flow over and gush forward with that theme. If we have our love, if we have a love for our neighbor, then our mouth and, can I say, our social media will overflow with that theme as well. Our tongue will write the story onto those that we meet. What story are we, the church, writing on our neighbours? You see, this psalm is a song to the king. Does our life resound with the theme of praise to our king? Is my theme a theme of hurt, of victimhood, of being bitterness and, and critical, and maybe just in my moment of whinging? Or is my theme the theme that Paul reminded us a few weeks ago from Philippians 4 verse 8. Let me, let me read this to you. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. See this? This verse directs our thinking. And, and in those days, in the Bible days, as, as Jessica talked to us, talked to us about, it, it's not just the emotions, it's our thinking, it's our decision-making, it's our mind, our intellect, and our emotions coupled together. That's what our heart is, the center of everything. And it's saying here, direct our thinking towards those things. I don't know about you, but I can get on a track of thinking. Maybe it's just me. And I can get on this track and, and 10 minutes later I'm down and you know I've maybe started praying and, and uh, started out and praying and, and then whinging and then whining and then suddenly I'm having a go at people and having those conversations. Obviously none of you would do this. You wouldn't have those conversations and arguments with people in your head, would you? No. But you see, Here, the Bible is telling us to direct our thinking. Is our theme one of encouragement? Is it one of grace, gratitude, generosity? If our song was put on a genius list on iTunes, what, what other songs would come up? What comes from our lips on Sunday should not be in conflict with the rest of our life. So is it about time for a change of theme 
for many of us. What comes out of your mouth is the theme of our heart. Does the genius theme of our heart need to change? See, the thing I love about genius is all you have to do is change one song and the whole theme changes. Imagine being able to do that. One thought. I'm going to go back to Philippians 4. I'm going to find something that is praiseworthy and I'm going to begin to think on that. I'm going to find something that is noble, that is excellent. And I'm going to begin to think on that thing. And instead of the track going in a certain direction, we stop the train and we reverse and we go somewhere else. We change the theme. This is not a Sunday song, but a life theme. As Jessica so ably showed us a couple of weeks ago, you see, we don't guard our heart which is the command in Proverbs. We don't guard our heart by building up the walls. We guard our heart by opening our heart. Yes, it can be painful, but we open ourselves up firstly to God and then to each other. So does our theme need to change? Maybe just one song. Make it a song of gratitude. It will change your theme. Make it a song of love to our King. It will change our theme. Make it a song of love to our neighbor. It will change our theme. You see, the theme of Jesus' heart drove him to the cross for us. What will the theme of your heart drive you to? Jesus commanded us in John 13 to love each other in the same way that he loved us. What a commandment! What a commandment! Such high standards to attain to. But our theme should be the same as Jesus. How do we do that? How do we attain the same standard? I used to think if I could just try and love that unlovable person a bit more. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the person sat next to you right now. How do we love that unlovable person? We don't try and squeeze a bit more love out of ourselves. We go back to the love that we received from Jesus. You see, he says the same love. The same love that I showed you is the love that you show to each other. It's not just an example. It's a come back to my love. Come back to the love that you've experienced and known through me. Because that same love that I gave you is the love that can flow through you. It can be the love. It can be the theme of your heart. I want to remind us as we close that this is not just about the theme of my heart, about the theme of your heart. This is not an I message. It is a we message. It is us. What is the theme of our heart as the church? When we come together as the church community, there should be a theme, a genius playlist that when people people look at our church, they should recognize something about us as the church. I want that theme to be a a theme of grace, a theme of the love of God, a love for each other, that when people look at us, they don't come in and they're not wowed by the incredible auditorium, the amazing building, the, the lights, the camera, the worship team. They are wowed by the love of God. Now, they may not have words to, to articulate that. They might walk in and, and as some people have said, there's just something about this place that I can't explain. And I want that 
unexplained theme to be grace and love for God and love for each other. When our church neighbours see us, will they recognise the theme of our heart? Will they recognise that connection, connection to each other, connection to Jesus, connection to purpose, connection to growth? We are a connecting church. Will they recognise the excellence with which we live our lives? Will they recognise the passion that we have for each other and for Jesus? Will they recognise the grace that we continually show? And will they recognise the faith that we have? Faith that pleases God. Faith that steps out. Faith that when others step back into the shadows, we say, no, I'm going to trust you, God. And we step out. You see, before we finish, I want to put out a challenge to two groups of people. The first group of people, and you're, you're maybe watching this, you may be with family or friends watching this. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm filming this at a different time. So I have no idea who's watching this. But the challenge to you is, and you're, you're in a group of people that have never said yes to Jesus. You've never experienced his love and his grace and his forgiveness. See, one of the things I continually say is that Jesus, when we meet him, he gives freedom from the past, life in the present, and a hope for our future. And I want to challenge you. Today is the time. You don't need to wait till tomorrow. You can step into that new life. You can change the theme of your heart right at this moment. I'm going to ask you in a moment if I can pray with you. But there's another group of people that I'd love to pray a prayer with. And that's those of you, and maybe you resonate when you've, when you've read the Bible and you resonate with the story of the prodigal son because you were part of the family, but you've walked away. For whatever reason, maybe, maybe it's bad decisions, maybe it's things that have happened to you, but you walked away from the love of God. You walked away from the family. And right at this moment, you've heard something, you've experienced something, you've sung something that's, that's God speaking into your heart saying, come home. Come home, I'm here waiting for you. I want to challenge both of you, both of those groups of people. Will you pray? Will you allow me to pray a prayer with you that says I'm coming home? I'm coming for the first time. See, one of the ways, we're in, a, we're in an age of technology right now and one of the ways that we can acknowledge that and you can acknowledge that is on the chat facility. You can press raise my hand or you can, you can actually contact us, contact us via email. I think it's connections at cdac.ca. If you're on the chat right at this moment, you can correct me. But you see, we'd love to do this journey with you because as I said, this isn't an I thing, this is a we thing. You step out on this journey with us. We do this together. We are a connecting church. And so if you, you're in either of those two groups right now, you know I'm speaking directly to you. You know that you need me to pray with you and pray this prayer. Just press the button or contact us. Give someone, if your friend is with you, tell your friend, I'm making this decision now. Or call your friend later and say, I made that decision. Do the journey with me. Let me pray. God, I come to you now and I give you my life. Today is the day when I hand my life over to you. I want to know your love. I ask for forgiveness of my sin. I ask that you would come into my heart to take over my life. I want to be your child. I want to be part of the family. I want to know your love, your grace, your forgiveness. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. As I said, we'd love you to connect with us and uh, let us help you on this journey. Next week, we're starting a new theme and a new focus. And we're starting the theme to bring vision, as I said earlier, to us for this year. Our mission stays the same. We want to take away any barriers. We want to make it easy for those that are coming to Jesus. But I want to start talking, particularly in the month of February, but we're going to outwork outwork it in a lot of different ways. I want to start talking about the theme as one. In Acts 2, it says that the believers were together in one place, in one accord. This wasn't just a geographical location where they're as one. This was a heart location as one. Acts 4.32 says it this way. All the believers were one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. You see, when they were as one, there was an outworking. Going back to that, the theme of their heart was generosity, but they were in it together. So we're going to spend some time aligning our hearts around our mission and our values. And to that end, on February the 11th, I would love you to join us online as we're going to do a vision evening. and going to gather everyone that says Circle is my home. You might be a member, you might be a non-member, you might be on team, you might not be. But your heart is towards this church, our church. And we're committed to growing and making healthy disciples. And I want us to look on that evening, I'm gonna be speaking and Pastor Paul's gonna be speaking as well. And we're gonna look at how do we outwork this vision of alignment over this year? You see, we wanna be a church where everyone can find their fit. We wanna be a church where people find Jesus and grow to be more like him. A place where everyone cares, everyone contributes, and everyone is a soul winner. Have a blessed week. Hopefully I'll see you soon in person. Please be praying for us and uh, take care. We'll see you soon.